Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast for Wrestling Mutuality. I'm back. I've had a good summer away at summer camp. I'm a counselor at summer camp. I had a great time. I missed doing the podcast, but now I'm home for good. I'm back, and what a raw to return to the podcast to talk about. This raw was amazing from start to finish. The last Raw I did was like three weeks ago. I talked about how the Raw felt great from from beginning to end. This Raw had the same effect, but my oh my, was it ten times better. This Raw, if booked by Paul Heyman, was the best Raw I've seen this year. I know I said that about the last Raw I saw, but this Raw was absolutely incredible. I got notes to talk about. I have a lot to talk about. It's some good. There's a few bad, not many, but this show was about 95% amazing. And I've never been able to say that about a Raw in the last year or so. So I am hype. I'm excited. I'll talk fast because I'm excited. I don't care. This show was amazing. Let's get into it. So, the Raw started off with a mosh pit mixed tag match for the 24-7 championship. It's uh, champion R Truth and Carmella versus Drake Maverick and his wife. I not catch her name, Rache. I don't know her name. But this match was based as a tag team lumberjack match. It's trying to make it's trying to make it seem different. The match was good. R Truth won. Um, after the match, all the lumberjacks got in the match and they they mosh pitted. They dogpiled R Truth, and the ref kind of one, two, three. Mike Kanellis is your new Cruiserweight Championship. And I think it's funny because they said it on commentary that this was the first title Kanellis has won since being WWE. And that made me laugh. Not in a bad way, but I think it's funny. I liked it. The second was good. It was a little, it was a little, not cheesy, but like, wasn't um, common sense wise. All the people that were on top of our truth and Mike Kanellis. Knew that they would have won the championship. I guess it just did for comical reasons. So it didn't matter if it was common sense or not. But they basically helped Mike Kanellis win. Which I think was kind of cool. Kind of funny. I liked it. And so Mike's new champion. Um, Get back. Um, they get back. He runs backstage and hides in the room. Maria. Which I called Mike's mommy. Um, In the Xbox party. Uh, we talking. So yeah. We talking the Xbox Live party. Doing Raw and Smackdown. And pay-per-views and such. If you want to join that, just send me a friend request on Xbox One. Uh, it's tbug61794. And make sure you get in on the party chat. We chat a lot. It's great. Fun time. And I remember during the party, I talked like, hey, that's Mike's mommy. Is that his mommy or his wife? I love that. It's hilarious. Ended up, Maria's like, hey, get, your, get down. I'm going to pin you for the championship. Man, Mike's like, but mom does it anyway. Maria's now your new... And first female pregnant, pregnant, twenty four seven champion. 
and she made sure that was known throughout the whole show. And begs the question, who's going to beat Maria? I think she's a hold the title for a while, and she's going to be quote-unquote delivering her baby, and I got a feeling someone, maybe all truth who's stupid enough to do that, will pin her down to labor. Something, that's how crazy the Tormo 7 championship is. You have no clue what's going to happen. You have no clue who's going to win, who's going to show up. You have no clue where it's going to happen. The 24-7 title is my favorite title in the WWE currently. This title is amazingly entertaining. The design is growing on me. I don't mind it. But when it first uh, debuted on May 20th, um, I was like, oh, this would be terrible. But this has been the best title going since then, and they even had a little title graphic going on at the opening of the show. They show like Universal Championships, Heavyweight Championship, and then they brought out the, up the 24-7 Championship on the screen. Like, oh, this is going to be actually a big deal. The title is taking social now. Because it seemed at first, WWE was just like, hey, let's just put all the, everybody that we don't use in this little realm called the 24-7 Championship. And I figured it would be trash. But ever since, it proved me wrong, ever since it started... Our truth has been the shining light of the of the uh, division, you could say. Um, but I love what this is at. It's it's comical. It's gold. It's unexpected. You have no clue what's gonna happen every time. Every basically any time Twenty Seven title was on the show, you have no clue what's gonna happen. I love it. I'm so in love with Twenty Seven Championship. I am super happy with it. This was great. Enough about that. Let's move on. But that was cool. Maria's the new champion. The first pregnant 24-7 champion. Or pregnant champion in history. So that's that. She goes down for that. And next we had this amazing gauntlet match. And also, I, I didn't watch Raw last week. All, all the week before that, I don't think. And um, I'm glad they're doing commercial breaks before matches and during matches. Like old times. You're not trying to make it where the match restarts. Or two or three matches. I'm glad whoever made the decision to do this. To bring it back to the way it was. Did that. Bravo to them. Back to the way it was. I don't complain about the commercial breaks. Instead there's too many of them still. As a way to make commercial breaks. I'll get into that later. But. We got the gauntlet match to start out with Ray and Cesaro. Amazing match. Um, Ray goes on. Um, then we got Ray and. I forgot who else was in it. Ray and. Huh, I, I forgot who was in it, all in the match, but it was Ray, Ricochet, Andrade, and Cesaro. I think that was it, to my knowledge. But this match, this whole gauntlet match was great. I missed bits and pieces of it, because well, I was out of the room doing stuff. But you know, I heard Ray got unmasked, so I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, Ricochet won. And my, my problem with this whole match is not the match. The match was incredible itself, but I told the party before it started, hey, Ricochet's winning. It was predictable, very predictable, and this was basically, to me, the only predictable part of Raw was this, and that's saying a lot, because typically Raw was predictable a lot, like two, from, from beginning to end, a lot's predictable, but to me, this was the only predictable part of Raw, which is amazing to say, and it's a good, it's a breath of fresh air to say that, like, hey, only one predictable match, love it, so that match was great. Um, the low part of the show to me was the moment of, uh, one of the low parts was, it's only two to me, but the moment of bliss, uh, was iffy. You had, um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out and talk stuff. Uh, Becky Lynch come out on the Titan Tron saying, hey, Nikki, you're from Scotland. 
show your Scottish side, don't be a blackie, basically. So I like how they're trying to build Nikki up. I just don't care for it quite yet. And the next match was the Triple Threat Tag Team Match for the Raw Tag Team Titles. You had the Usos versus the Revival versus the OC, Gallows and Anderson. And I made the joke in the party that because I think Jimmy Uso was the one that just got arrested Friday or Saturday. And here they are the tag team match. Every time the Usos are in a tag match, it seems the one of them was arrested prior. This is a, I think I think I think that's funny to me because that's how it goes. I'm like, ha, they're gonna win because they had DUI. LOL. Just joking with that. This match was insanely good. The revival's great. The Usos are amazing. The OC being pushed, Gus Nansen being pushed. A team that I said but I probably said it six months ago was not being used. They were not being they were being underutilized and all that. They won. So Gallows and Anson are your new raw tag team champions champions. There we go, I'll say it. And I made the no, because it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, not mad, but it seems like every team that threatens to leave or resigns with WWE gets a tag title um, win. Yeah, that the Uso, yeah, the Usos, I believe, was one. Um, the Revival, they won immediately after rumors of them leaving was speculating. And then the um, Gallows and Anderson re-signed, as, uh, as it was noted uh, a week or so ago, and now they're champions. I love that they're champions, I do, but just that notion, kind of like... Eh, okay, whatever. But, Gallows and Anson, they're being pushed to the moon. I love it. AJ Styles is being pushed to the moon. I love it. And a little easy, his is a little slower as far as being a heel goes. His heel push is getting there slowly. But it seems that Gallows Anson went from 0 to 100 really, really quick on the last 3 to 4 weeks. So, them, um... Getting pushed and winning the tag titles is amazing to me. Because if I want the best champions... But, um, I'm just glad the book, the Gallows Nansen team, that they won. That they're the champions, finally. Even if this is their only time in the titles, at least they can say they were attacking champions. So happy with that. Match is incredible. And after this, we had the match that I didn't care about was the job attacking match, I call it. It was two randoms versus the Viking Raiders. I didn't care about this match. It was like a three-minute match. Viking Raiders are very impressive. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be a great... Um, team to fight, Gals and Anderson. I would not mind seeing like a four. I wouldn't mind seeing the Revival, the Usos, the Viking Raiders, and the Gals and Anderson in a four way tag team match at SummerSlam. Holla, 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 player, as Tay Long said. Um, but I like the tag division of Raw is picking up very good. Um, I haven't watched SmackDown in a few weeks either, so we'll see what they're doing about um, tomorrow night. Um, but this. The tag team division of all was very is very hot at the moment. I'm very happy with it. And one thing I'm happy about that's gone from Raw was the Rollins and Becky Lynch on screen relationship. That's over. I'm so glad. It was so cringe worthy. They tried, they failed, they moved on. I'm glad. Then you had the um Bliss and Alexa uh Lynch match. There's Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Um this match is okay. Bliss was quote unquote injured, so Nikki Cross took a spot. Ended up losing, I believe. She lost. Yeah, she lost. And to Becky Lynch's rock bottom spine buster looking thing, wherever that new move is. Um, and Bliss was miraculously healed and um, beat her down. So this plays into the Be the Bliss and um, Cross storyline going on apparently. 
And I think Bliss and uh, Cross will fight SummerSlam because Cross is is going to be entitled Bliss is crap and he's tired of it. Um, and then Natalia came out. I didn't know this till tonight, but because I didn't watch Raw last week, Natalia and Becky Lynch will fight SummerSlam for the Raw Women's Title. Super excited for that. Natalia got beat up by Becky Lynch early in the night when she was training some talent, and Natalia came out to make the save, quote unquote, and ended up putting in the sharpshooter. No, she's not a heel now, but I feel this is just a retribution. Like you attacked me, tit for tat. So that was cool. The match of something be very good. I think it'd be a very, very technical bout between the two. Very excited for that match. Alright, the next point I have is what in the world is Braun Strowman doing? Braun Strowman basically got told by Maria Canellas to be be the monster among men, quit being a wussy. And then Braun just snarled and breathed heavily, and that's it. What is Braun doing for SummerSlam? Nothing. I don't know what they're doing with Braun. I really don't. I have a, I have a um idea, maybe. We'll see. I'll discuss it at the end as I'm done with the review, my prediction. But I think it's going to be cool if they did this. Then next was Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. Rollins came out, then HBK's music hit. I got so hyped when HBK's music hit. I was like, oh, snap, this is unexpected. It was Dolph Ziggler. I love when Dolph Ziggler portrays other people. He does it so well, it's hilarious. And Dolph has always been the HBK 2.0, so it kind of fits. This match was good, but we've seen Rollins and Dolph means of times, and it's the same over and over. Nothing changes. But what did surprise me was at the end. Dolph helped commit murder, people. Dolph helped murder Seth Rollins. Towards the end of the match, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, the genius, the savior of Raw. Paul Heyman came out, and Brock Lesnar destroyed Seth Rollins, he destroyed that man. Holy cow. Rest in peace, Seth. I had that like three times in here. Um, he uh, F5'd him everywhere. He F5'd him on a chair, in rain posts, on a, on a chair twice. Dear Lord, Paul's like, Brock, chill. He's going to it. And um, it's just, Seth is just dead. He's bleeding out his mouth. Fake, I'm assuming, hoping. Um, come back with commercial break. Um, and Seth is getting real, wheeled down to the stretcher. What I thought was neat and story, a good story that can be told eventually, if it must. As he was getting rolled out, Becky was seen behind him. He, she did not do nothing. She just had her hands on her hips and like, well, there you go, bud. Best of luck. He just, she just stood there. Is Seth going to mention this on Raw next week or whatever? On Twitter, maybe? Do a little Twitter beef with Becky? Because Becky just stood there. She didn't check on like she did last time. Becky just didn't care. I think this is uh, going to be a slow Becky Hill turn. Because it seems Becky's out for herself and that's it. And I think this is a slow, slow turn for Miss Becky Lynch. Because she didn't do nothing to help Seth. So, as Seth is in the ambulance, the ambulance pulls off and stops. The camera brilliantly goes to the front. There's Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman. He's like, y'all better stop. He goes to the back, pulls Seth Rollins in the gurney out of the, out of the ambulance. Um, gets him out, F5s him on the ambulance, on the uh, stretcher. 
Rest in peace, Seth Rollins. Again, Seth is dead. Seth is dead. So what does this mean for SummerSlam? Well, things can happen. They're gonna have Seth ridden off until SummerSlam. It's gonna be the question to be posted: Who's Seth gonna fight? Who's is Seth, I mean, is Seth gonna be okay? Is Seth gonna make it? Is but who's who's gonna take his place at SummerSlam? I think they're gonna make it a triple threat match between Seth, Brock, and Braun Strowman. Maybe even Goldberg. Maybe this is my prediction. Goldberg just a last ditch effort. Maybe don't know. But I got a feeling Braun's gonna be in the mix. Which I think it's cool. It'd be random, which I like and unexpected, kind of, based on what's happened with Braun. He has no momentum. And as you'll see by the end of this review, people's momentum can go from 0 to 100 really quick, like out of nowhere fast. But one question I have, too, on this is did the fans turn on Seth Rollins? Because as Seth was getting beat up in the arena, they're like, one more time, one more time. I feel that this is the official heel turn by the fans because. There's time to violence. He's had been overexposed and all that type of stuff. He's becoming kind of watered down. His character's not as vibrant as it was. I think the fans are done with Seth violence being a babyface. So is Seth turn heel? Probably so. I'm going to guess after SummerSlam, Seth will turn heel again. Because the fans don't care for him as much. They're hyped for him still when he bunches down. But it seems like they just don't care about him no more. So rest in peace, Seth. Now, one thing that confuses me about Raw and SmackDown is the wild card rule. Did I miss something? Is that still an effect? Did a little mini draft happen? I don't know. But I'm confused. Is Roman Reigns Raw or SmackDown? Is Drew McIntyre Raw or SmackDown? The, Raw, the wild card rule needs to be done with and they need to be separate brands again. Stay on Raw or SmackDown, not both. It's too confusing to me. But the main event was supposed to be a Samoan summit between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. That didn't happen, because backstage, prior to Seth Rollins getting murdered again, you had the Usos and Samoa Joe take, um, excuse me, the Usos and Roman Reigns get jumped by Samoa Joe and the OC, Dallas Anderson, which is a random team, but hey, I don't care. <coughs> so they, um, duke it out. Samoa Joe comes out of, hey, I'm ready for a fight. Roman, get down here if you can walk. Good line. He said, if you can, um, walk, basically get out here and fight me. Roman comes out, fights him. Out comes the OC, and then um, the Usos come out to save the day. Jumanji comes out too, I think, before the OC, and then the Usos come out to save. And out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, Cedric Alexander pops up because I think he got a real win over Jumanji a few weeks ago, and Drew's been mad ever since. Cedric Alexander popped up, and Cedric Alexander stole the show. He had the spotlight on him, and he took full advantage of it. I am super impressed with Cedric Alexander going forward. He is the new Jeff Hardy at the moment to me. He's just crazy. Cedric jumped in the springboard. I think it was the uppercut on Drew. Fought off Drew. Drew ended up kicking his butt a little bit. And... Cedric Alexander ended up going on the top of the stage type of area, the little LED board. Jumped down on everybody. OMG moment of the night was that. That was crazy. But also, I made the note that Drew McIntyre is just a lackey. And I hate to see that. He had so much promise at the beginning of the year, but now he's just a lackey for Shane McMahon or whoever needs him. They need to fix that soon, in my opinion. Have Drew turn face or something. But at the moment, 
Jews, a lackey, but him versus Cedric Alexander is going to be for SummerSlam apparently, and I'm hyped for that. Now, Cedric Alexander is just great. He he stole the show tonight. He took risks. He it paid off. He made us. He saved the Usos and Roman Reigns literally. He saved them. This one man. Well, he got beat around a little bit. He did the job. He saved people. So next week, I'm going to be surprised we have an eight-man tag match. That would be off the rails. I can't wait. So, the ending the Raw was crazy good. And it, the whole Raw was great. I, I missed some spots probably, I know. But if I, had to, if I had to score Raw, I would give it 9 out of 10. Not 10 out of 10. Because you had the Moment of Bliss segment that was awful. It was not awful, but it was just abs. just meh. Didn't care about it. Um, the Becky Lynch stuff I didn't care about was Bliss. But I know they're trying to interweave Bliss and Cross and stuff, and they're going to end up fighting, apparently. But they're the low points to me. I would give it a 9.4 if, if I had to make it, like, a precise um, scoring. 9.4 out of 10. Great show. Amazing show. I'm the best Raw this year going forward. I said that the other week because I didn't figure it wouldn't get better. <laughs> I figured it would just be the same type. But they put me wrong. If Paul Heyman was over this, again, why would you so? Great, great Raw. I'm, I'm so happy right now with Raw. I've not been happy with a, with a WWE Raw in a long time until recently. I'm super impressed with it. I can't wait for next week, which I've never said that either in a while. I've never, I've never said I can't wait for next week's Raw. So thanks, guys, for listening to tonight's episode. Hope you're on an awesome night. Hope you enjoyed Raw. Let me know in the comments below. Did you like Raw? I love it. Talk to you later, guys. Make sure, before I go there, make sure you subscribe to the channel and like this video. Share this video. Now I'm gone, guys. Peace out.